This is the Marology Podcast. Marl County, Ohio is my home. With your hosts, Mike and Joey. Hello, Mike. Hey, Joey. We're back here one more time for Marology. Was it like third? 369th time or something? It feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> no, actually, it's, uh, I, I don't know, 33, maybe, something like that. So, uh, our uh, listeners are going to be in for a surprise today, because mm. we got a new toy. Uh, yes, you did. Yeah, I guess I did, yeah. Yeah, you and did. so, we're recording with uh, a Rode Podcaster Pro. Uh, this is the first time. We've never... I've never played with one before, so I'm kind of excited about it. So don't be surprised if we have tons of uh, of um, sound effects and stuff throughout the, the show here. So anyway, just starting here, Mike, um, I was able to pull some of the, the fun stuff that everybody really wants, right? So um, the, uh, the Halloween stuff, we've got um, lots of the... Halloween season is is now here and, and we're <laughs> oh, playing the eerie music. All right, so trick or treat for Morrow County, Cardington is Saturday, October thirtieth, from five to six p.m. More activities planned and info will be announced soon. Johnsville, Saturday, October thirtieth, from three to five. Chesterville, Saturday. October 30th, 5 to 7, at the Old Highland North Elementary School. Mount Gilead, Saturday, October 30th, 5 to 6 p.m. Iberia, Sunday, October 31st, 2 to 4 p.m., at the Township Trustees ro- uh, Township Trustees are roasting ho- hot dogs. Oh, cool. I almost read that as hogs. <laughs> hot dogs. They're roasting hot dogs. Uh, Sparta. October 31st from 5 to 6 p.m. And uh, Marengo, Saturday, October 30th from 5 to 6.30. So, um, Mike, you know, I can remember years where it was really hot for trick-or-treat. And then years where it snowed for trick-or-treat. So what do you think? Or rained. Or rained, yeah. Or it was so cold, you're like, okay, let's do two houses and we're done. <laughs> yeah. I th- you know what? This is my prediction. For this year, it's going to be a nice, cool, dry trick-or-treat. I hope so, because today's really wet. Well, I know. I it's know. awful today. So, um, we are... Um, we. I just finished up running the OSU 4-Miler today, Mike. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm tired. I did it in an hour and three minutes. It's my worst time that I've ever done it in, but I did no training, and I was a little sick this week. Um, not COVID. I was tested. My mom had me tested. Was it from the big birthday bash you had the other day? Uh, no, no, <laughs> it was a, I can tell you it was a pretty quiet, simple, uh, birthday there on Thursday, the 21st. Um, mark that on your calendar for next year, folks. Yes. Um, I expect gifts. Uh, no, it was, it was a nice 36th birthday. And you were doing a thing, um, for donations, for the Mara Little Theater. Yeah. So and that brought I, about $500? Yeah, it was uh, $520 maybe, I think. I, I can't remember exactly how much. I'd have to look it up here and, and see. But, uh, yeah, thank you to everybody who donated. Um, my mom donated. Um, some of my friends donated on Facebook there. 
Um, you know, if you donate on Facebook to a charity, they don't take out any fees. Oh. When you donate online on Facebook. Okay, okay. Uh, unlike some of the other services that you donate on, they take fees out. So I don't like I don't like that. I don't want them to take any fees out. If I donate, I want it all to go. Facebook, it all goes. Um, so the mics are going really well, Mike, for Mar Little Theater. We are, I want to say we're at number seven, I think. Um, shout out to our friend on Facebook, uh, Bailey Snyder, who raised $1,030 wow. for a microphone on her birthday. She just turned 14 uh, last Sunday, so a week ago. So shout out to, uh, to Bailey. Happy birthday, and thank you very much for helping uh, Mar Little Theater. Now, now, Joey, I know why, but would you like to explain one more time why it's important that you get these microphones? Yeah, so um, it's not all COVID's fault, believe it or not. This is something I can say we, you know, we didn't, we can't blame on COVID. Um, but we have uh, large casts usually, and it means that uh, um, sometimes people get lost when they have lines they you know they can't project very well or or uh, maybe it's such a small line but it's such so important that you have to get it out um and because of like using mount gilead high school um it's so big you can't hear uh real well all the way in the back or even in the middle or even past the third row sometimes so what we are trying to do is uh purchase 24 microphones to fill that out um and get that um you know that sound out there to everybody because really you can't really enjoy a show if you can't hear everything. Right. I mean, you know, there's nothing worse than like going to the movie theater and having kids behind you or something talking and you can't hear what's being said on the, on the screen, you know, and it just, it's, it's just aggravating sometimes, you know, that you can't see that. So, well, and and the other thing with this is, uh, Mario little theater is doing what's what it can to help the uh, local, uh, theatrical groups in the schools and so on. Yeah. And they'll be uh, able to use these, uh, microphones there. Schools, uh, Mount Gilead and uh, Gilead Christian, and we help them with their set. We go in and support them with tech. Um, and then anything else we can do to help them as well. So, yes. Um, and you know, I'm not part of the Mar Little Theater per se, although I do occasionally help out with things. But a big thank you to all that contributed to these uh, microphones. Most definitely. And uh, Mike, this Saturday um, at 1130 at night, right across the street here at Capitol Theater, we are doing Rocky Horror Picture Show, the movie. We're going to show it. It's going to be a good time. Uh, We are going to put the bags together this week. We still have plenty of tickets um, we do ask that you purchase some ahead of time, but we will probably sell some at the door. Um, it's going to be a good time. It's always a good time um, to interact with that movie, and it's it's super fun. So that is going to be uh, Saturday uh, the 30th at 11.30 p.m. The movie starts at midnight. And uh, then we have our Christmas show coming up on November 19th and 20th at 7 p.m. both nights. It's going to be at Trinity United Methodist Church. And it is a variety show, and we're bringing back some of the uh, delicate pieces from our previous shows and our very first Christmas in the Village. Um, there's a couple of us left that are bringing back some of those those fun original pieces that we did um, <clears throat> due to the space. We're not able to do the um, Dance of the Sugar Plump Fairies like we did the first time. <laughs> and yes, that, that was Men in Tutus. Um, and... Uh, 
we weren't able to do that. And then, uh, you know, a special shout out to um, <clears throat> one of our original board members um, and uh, a friend to to uh, uh, several around here. Um, Would his initials be KB? Uh, no, actually, his brother, Mike Barnett. Oh, okay. okay. Um, he passed away with COVID. Oh, that's right. That's um, right. This summer. And um, I found a video of the song that he wrote and performed at our very first Christmas in the Village. It's called Christmas 1965. And... Um, it's a very, it's a very good, very good um, song. So, I got permission. We're going to play that. Um, it's kind of a, a tribute remembrance to him. Sure. For helping us start MLT. So, um, we are in rehearsals for that, and uh, I can't announce it yet. But the season twenty twenty two is set. Rights have been secured for almost everything. I'm waiting for one last email to come in, and we'll announce at the Christmas show. Um, I can tell you Susical is going to be one at this point. Uh, that's going to be the big summer show. Um, and we're kind of working in some kids programming too. So, uh, one of the first shows, uh, things that we'll have, uh, going is something around Valentine's day. Oh, so that'll be a, a fun date. I'm sure. Um, let's see here. Um, Mike, what do you guys got going on at the historical society? <clears throat> well, we're, we're gearing. Oh, I, I'll have to uh, go back and find the uh, information on this, but uh, we're gearing up for uh, Veterans Day. Um, We have a display down there of uh, just um, various things from uh, Morrow County veterans. And uh, Joey, you caught me off off guard. Can we uh, come back here in just a few minutes? Yeah. Because there's some things I want to share, but I want to make sure I have all of my uh, ducks in a row. Quack, quack. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) <laughs> All right, um, or this one. All right, um, yeah. So uh, I don't know if anyone has seen this, but uh, Finley Entertainment has set up a. Um, it's called Freedom Fest, Ohio. It's going to take first uh, place at the Mark County Fairgrounds in Mount Gilead on July first and second in 2022, and it's a Christian music um, and country music celebration. It uh, looks like on July 1st, the headliner is Crowder, Austin French, and the Nate Williams Band. And then so far, on the on July 2nd, they have Justin Moore. If I remember right, I think Justin Moore is a country music star. Um, or upcoming star. Up and coming, I should say. Um, and then uh, at uh, the End Zone Bar and Grill on Wednesday night at 7 p.m., uh, Native Karaoke and DJ Services are hosting their Halloween trivia there at um, at the uh, End Zone Barn Grill. And that's a good time if you haven't been over there for that uh, as well. And uh, there's just a couple other things. But, Mike, why don't you share what the uh, Historical Society's got going okay, on? Okay, I'm going to read this from our um, Facebook page. Uh, we have new displays at the History Center in Mount Gilead. We're featuring a new display of military memorabilia by Rick Jones. Uh, also new is a collection of vintage local advertising items and a display featuring local authors. Rick Jones is also a local author and will be at the History Center on November 7th and also on Veterans Day. The History Center is open on Sundays from 2 to 4. And that's what's going on at the local... Morrow County Historical Society History Center. All right. Hey, Mike, do you need a part-time job? Um, well, I could use some extra money. Okay. Well, are you older than 16? 
Uh, well, if you reverse those numbers, you got my age. Okay. Well, so uh, Pirates Cove in Cardington, oh, Pizza yeah. and Subs there, uh-huh. they are looking for two part-time people. They have to be at least 16 years old. The first position is uh, for two to three evenings um, a week. And typically about 18 to 22 hours per pay period. And that's every two weeks. Second position is um, second position is one to two evenings a week, so 12 to 16 hours per pay period. And um, employees um, may be scheduled between the hours of 3 and 9 p.m. Uh, must be available on Fridays and some Saturdays. Uh, we're always closed on Sundays and major holidays, so you'll never have to work those. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, responsibilities would be like answering the phone, waiting on customers, cleaning, making orders, uh, prepping supplies. And I got to tell you, Nick and Marissa, two great people. Um, and actually, they come from a line of pizza connoisseurs. Um, oh, a pizza connoisseur. Yeah. You like to eat pizza. But my, I love my, to eat my pizza. question about this, though, is if, if I'm a Mount Gilead Indian, can I work at the Pirate's Cove? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because pizza's not exactly always just pizza. But it is good. Okay. There's there's only a, a few things of pizza that, you know, just like, ugh. Well, they, and they do have p- good pizza down there as well. I have eaten there uh, a few times and have had some great subs down there. And they, they make a good salad as well. So uh, uh, Pizza Cove is a good place to eat. And, um, you know, I'm sure it's a good place to work as well. Yeah. So uh, Pirates Cove there in Cardington is looking for two folks. And uh, if you want to go in there and check it out first, um, I'm sure they'll let you order a pizza and and not do anything there. Uh, let's go back to Freedom Fest Ohio. If you go to freedomfestohio.com, you'll find out that it is 250 days, one hour, 34 minutes, and 36 seconds until Freedom Fest Ohio starts. They got a countdown. It uh, looks like they might be looking for some sponsors as well. And that is freedomfestohio.com. All right, Mike. What else do we got going on? I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, uh, the election's coming up. Yes, it is. It's yes, not sir. this week. It's next week. Yes, sir, Bob. So there's uh, lots of, um, I think there's five different things on the, on the, um, the ballot this, this time. Um, I don't believe any are new taxes except for the MRDD levy. Uh, the DD levy. I'm trying to remember how that is now. DD. The DD levy. Um, that is uh, the only one I think that is new taxes. I think. Don't quote me on that because um, I'm probably wrong. What is the one? Uh, I've seen these signs around for senior citizens. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you're concerned about that one. So that continues the services. <laughs> yeah, All right. Um, that continues the services for the senior center over there. Um, and the things that they do there, um, some good stuff okay. that they do. Uh, now, now is that an increased tax or is that just a I think it's renewal? renewal. Okay. I, think it's I wasn't renewal. sure on that one. I hadn't looked that up yet. Yeah. I, I, I believe that that is renewal. Um, I was trying to get to the page here. Um, oh, Mara County Board of Elections right there. Look at that in my history. Like I've been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, they are still looking for folks to help, um, with a, um, with being a, uh, a poll worker. Oh, okay. If you, yeah. Okay. If you want to work, uh, at a poll and I am going to pull up, um, I'm going to pull up a sample ballot here and, uh, um, that's different for every township. I believe it is, it is, but I'm only going to look at the, um, 
At the countywide? The countywide uh, ones so okay. that we can get those out there to everybody. Because I think that, you know, that's a imp- little bit important to, to see there. Um, let's see. There's my bowling, my bowling place. <laughs> my, <laughs> my polling place. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Uh, proposed tax levy, renewal. Uh, and this is going to be... A renewal of tax levy for the benefit of Morrow County for the purpose of general construction, reconstruction, resurfacing, and repair of streets, roads, bridges at a rate not exceeding two mils for each one dollar of valuation. So basically what they're telling you is um, 20 cents for each one hundred dollars of valuation for your home for five years. Uh, So that's a renewal of the road tax uh, that we passed a while ago. Uh, proposed tax levy renewal, Morrow County Hospital. It's two point uh, not to exceed two point five mils, and that's only uh, twenty five cents per one hundred dollars valuation for five years. Uh, and then the next one here looks like it is another renewal, um, and that's the senior citizens one, and that's only a nickel. That's five cents for every one hundred dollars valuation on your home uh, through. Um, for five years, starting in 2023. Um, I'm trying to look here to see if there's others. Wow, there's not much on my ballot this year. It's kind of small. But every election oh, wait, is important. Go. Sorry, there's a second page. Okay. Um, Morrow County Board of Developmental Disabilities slash Whetstone Industries. That's a replacement levy. So this one looks like it's going to be a replacement and increase. Uh, replacement of three mills of the existing levy and an increase of 1.5 mills to constitute a tax. Let's see. It's going to equal out to 45 cents for every $100 valuation on your property. And then... Um, the uh, Delaware Morrow Mental Health and Recovery Services Board, um, so mental health um, access there is going to be on the levy, and that is a, a renewal and an increase as well. Looks like it's going to be a 0.5 increase. And that one is, uh, that's pretty much it, I think, for what, for what I see there. So, And that uh, election is going to be November 2nd, um, and you have until November 1st to uh, go and vote early if you would like and voting early in the office there uh, next to Kroger you can do it from um, check the hours before you go out there but it's usually 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. or to 7 p.m. it varies so go to boe.morrowcountyohio.gov and uh, you can see what hours you can go in there to vote it looks like um, most of those hours, though, are um, 8 to 7 p.m., 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and that, again, that goes until the 1st, but on the 1st, you um, only can vote from 8 to 2, and then they close so that they can get everything together for the election the next morning. All right, Mr. Mike. What else? Well, I know that you have uh, kind of gone out and done a little review on some of our local eateries. I was at one the yes. other day. Yeah. At uh, Susie Q's down in Cardington. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that was, the food was awesome. The atmosphere um, was was really good. And the people there, the Masekos, were just wonderful. So, um, you know, 
once again, we need to support our local businesses as much as we can. And um, what did I have? I had a ham and cheese sub and their fries. I never had fries quite like they have. Uh, they were really good. Well, you never had good fries? Well, <laughs> what kind of fries? Are uh, they the French? French fries? Yeah. yeah. Did they go wee wee? <laughs> wee wee. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> they were made from potatoes, but they were they weren't real thick. They were kind of thin, but like they weren't shoestring. They were between shoestring. And McDonald's fries. I don't know how to put it, but they were delicious. Oh, okay. Well, and who knows? Because, you know, there are so many supply shortages. Those may not have even been their normal ones. Well, you know, they, they were very good. If they're not the normal ones, I think they should be. <laughs> well, that is, uh, I, I tell you what, I haven't been down there in a while, but I um, love getting cookie dough flurries. Oh, oh, I oh. I love oh. cookie dough flurries. Oh, oh I had a banana something flurry a banana something it was banana and and what else was it walnut whatever it was it was delicious walnut i think it was walnut. i don't remember what it was but it was it was just absolutely delicious and um walnut maybe it was walnut i don't remember i'm stuck on that sorry (laughs) but it was good it was good whatever it was it's on their board there go down there and see see for yourself um i want to throw out another one here is uh pizzaburg Oh, yeah, Pizzaburg. So they have a sub pizza, Mike. And it's basically like an Italian sub, mm-hmm. but it's a pizza. It is delicious. It's so good. Oh, oh making me hungry. I know. And I got to order uh, food yet. Um, but I tell you. Yeah, can, I'll be out, can... I'll be out at your house right after, right after the show, <laughs> by the way. So. Oh, I, I got to get some pizza for the kids. That was my. Uh, I was told before I left, you will bring pizza <laughs> home, right, Dad? To my two, three-year-olds and my five-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, I don't, I'm don't. i trying to think of what else we got going on, Mike. Um, there's Halloween, and then we go right into Thanksgiving. And um, it's, I mean, the Christmas parade uh, in Mount Gilead is going to be December 3rd. Yes, it is. Starts at 7 p.m. The, there'll be carolers from our little theater ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts down at the fairgrounds. and uh, oh, It's going to go backwards from past Winston. I think so. Oh, wait a minute. That's the way it went the last yeah. time. Yeah, I, I think. think and then that. it ends at uh, the pool, I think. Oh, okay. I okay. think that's where it ends. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, it, I mean, it's going to be a good time. And, of course, you know, the, the fat guy in a red suit rides in. Um, and then Santa will be at the house. Um, How in did town. you know I have a red suit? Well, I mean, you're wearing a red coat now. Okay. <laughs> you red coat. <laughs> you red coat. <laughs> All right. Sorry, you're having too much one. fun with that thing. That's the one I wanted. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, no, so Santa will be in town, um, and that schedule will be posted before long so that, uh, you know, parents can bring up their kids and, and meet Santa and see him there, so... Um, let's see. I think that's it, Mike. I think it is. So, you know what time it is, Mike? What time is it? It is time for the flashback. Barrow County flashback. Where are we going, Mike? We are going back to the year 1869. 1869. All right. And I'm going to be using an article that was written by a good friend of mine, Alberta Stokovic. Does she know? 
that you're friends? <laughs> I think she does. Oh, okay. If not, I'm sure she'll let me know. But she had written this for a Charles Mosier book called Lest We Forget, Vignettes of Morrow County, Ohio. And I believe this was written about eight, 18, about 1989 um, or so. You just were going to say that she wrote it in 1889. <laughs> well, you? okay. It was copyrighted in 2001. So, um, anyhow, Alberta. I'm sorry. <laughs> for, forgive me. I'm using this without your permission, but I'm sure you'll be okay. Uh, this is called Enter a Time Capsule. And it's um, when she looked back at some um, Morrow County Sentinels from the year 1869. Okay. So, uh, let's start here. Before I began with the earliest available microfilm of February 4th of 1869, I imagined the stories would primarily concern all the local news of the courts, the price of eggs, and other semi-interesting items of local interest. Readers might guess the news would be about the price of corn or the sale on dry goods. Would local club news uh, take up front page space? Would clothes and fashion news be featured? What I found did include all, all of those things of local interest, but the Morrow County Sentinel of 1869 also contained many surprises. As I read each weekly edition, I was taken back to another time and another world. In 1869, the Sentinel was the main link to the outside world and to local news. There were no telephones, TVs, radios, Internet, or other forms of communication other than word of mouth, mail, or telegram. The importance of a newspaper, even a weekly one, was central in the lives of the people. Reading those old Sentinels was an experience that took me back 129 years and placed me on those muddy Mount Gilead streets as surely as the time machine in the movie Back to the Future. The biggest surprise was the controversy in Morrow County concerning the women's question. Every Sentinel 1869 had an article, a letter to the editor, an essay, or a poem on uh, women's suffrage. There was an ongoing debate among a half-dozen people about the right or wrong of women being allowed to vote. Writers included Scribb from Chesterville, Cecilia from Lincoln near South Woodbury, Amy of Sparta, and Addie Mayweed of Chester Township. Also prominent in these pages was news of Cuban affairs, the Ku Klux Klan, and the Reconstruction Bill before, before Congress. News from the Ohio State Legislature was featured along with local news about teachers' meetings, sheriff sales, and railroad construction. But as you view the faded, cracked old pages, you get the definite impression that the women's question was the emotional topic of the times. People were reading the Sentinel to get the latest opinion on women's suffrage. Cecilia of Lincoln wrote on February 4, 1869, concerning Clara's earlier letter that spoke of women degraded by having the power to vote. Cecilia concludes, she places a lower estimate upon women's character than we do upon the colored race. We did not think it degrading in, in the least to grant them the right of suffrage. Cecilia goes on to argue that if women have to obey the same laws as men and suffer the same penalties for crimes, then women should be allowed to vote in the, law, in the laws. <clears throat> in the April, eight, excuse me, April 15, 1869 Sentinel, Scribb wrote about Amy's earlier letter, which stated the controversy is a matter of elevation or de degradation. 
we should we should disfranchise the men and thus the, save them from degradation. No, it wasn't. <laughs> in this April article, Scrib, a regular writer in the Sentinel, is apparently trying to accept the idea of women voting as part of changing times, concluding the women do merit the great honor. Amy from Sparta wrote that women have the ability to become politicians, but this would cause them to neglect the necessary education of her own sacred duties. Amy thinks men need to reform government, not by dragging women down into a sea of political corruption, but by putting them in power with moral character. In a second article in April, Scrib is convinced that Amy and Clara are actually men who are using women's names. Scrib believes that no self-respecting woman could use their arguments. She thinks they're doing this to get more attention. Hence, we find men at all times assuming the names of women to deceive the people and make them believe such writings flow spontaneously from the minds of women. Aunt Jessie of Pleasant Hill wrote to the editor, We want better women. Aunt Jessie thinks Amy is on the right track since women are already living below a standard of excellence with too much attention to fashion, flirtation, and frivolity. Wow. Addie Mayweed likes Amy's ideas, except for her one statement that the true woman is a wife and mother. Addie thinks now no one but a Mormon can maintain that the Creator intended all women to occupy the position of wife and mother. Our girls have been too long taught that the chief end of women is to get married. Rather teach them that women's sphere is to do anything useful and honorable, that she has the capacity to do well. Addie's letter concludes saying, Women's power is greater in their present position than with the ballot in their hands. Addie clearly notes, uh, Most men can be led if they do not know it. But let them once suspect the fact or attempt to drive them, and like a pig they turn and run the other way. For us who are used to being bombarded by news and information, the significance in 1869 of a weekly newspaper is almost incomprehensible. Reading these snippets of women's suffrage and the Cuban affairs caused me to pull our world book off the shelf in order to get a bigger picture of what was happening in 1869. I found the Sentinel pages mirrored the events of the times. U.S. Grant was just beginning his presidency. Reconstruction was in full swing after the Civil War, and Cuba was seeking its independence. The 15th Amendment of the Constitution, calling for black suffrage, was introduced February 26, 1869, and would be ratified February 3, 1870. The nation was in the midst of a debate that would allow black men the right to vote. Many who wrote the Sentinel were ready to also include women. The debates reflected much of the thinking of the times, with the Sentinel a platform for many of the ideas. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. That is, isn't it? <clears throat> right about time for the election. That's a, a very well-timed piece. Very well-timed. And women did not get the right to vote until eighteen or 1920 um, when... Um, well, that was the year that President Harding from Morrow County was uh, elected mm-hmm. uh, president of the United States. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's hard to believe that it was that long ago. And now, you know, if you think about, you know, women in politics now, I mean, wow. Just, wow. 
It's great. It really is. <laughs> They've come a long way, baby. That's right. All right. Whoa, all right. My, now we're my, back to the future. We're, we're back here. Hey, um, I found something. Um, say I didn't cheese. know you lost it. Say cheese. Cheese. Yes, cheese. What pairs nicely with cheese? Uh, well, I don't drink it, but I, wine? Wine, that's okay. right. Bunker's Mill on October 28th at 6 p.m. is uh, going to be hosting a Say Cheese event. $30, or I'm sorry, $20 per person, and only 30 seats are available. And you're going to be sampling four different cheeses from Grandpa's Cheese Barn paired with Bunker's Mill wines. You're going to see uh, a nice pumpkin spice Gouda cheese, blueberry cheddar cheese, sweet and spicy Pepidou, and bacon ranch cheddar cheese. Ooh la la. I cannot wait. Like, oh, I wish I could go. I'm... I can't go, but man, that sounds like I would love to try all those cheeses. I'm just saying. That's at Bunker's Mill Winery, 102 East Main Street in Cardington. They are now open, I think, seven days a week. Uh, No, five days a week. Uh, Tuesday through Thursday from 3 to 9 p.m., Friday 3 to 10 p.m., and then Saturday noon to 10 p.m. And uh, they have a really cool environment there. Um and they, uh, Rick and, um, oh, what's his name? Rick and, I forgot his name. Oh, I can see him. Anyway, they <laughs> they do a really good job, and uh, they make some fantastic wine. So uh, go out on October 28th to Bunker's Mill Winery for some uh, wine and cheese. All right, Mike. Well, I think that uh, that's going to do it for us today. I think. I don't... Um, I don't know that we have too much more um, stuff to do um, to, you know, kind of roll out the rest of this podcast for. So any any parting wisdom for the week? Uh, let me think for a minute. I do have a question. Yes. Why can't a chicken coop have four doors? I don't know. Because then it would be a coop. Or a sedan. Because <laughs> then it would be a sedan. I got it wrong. <laughs> All right, folks. We're going to leave you on that note. Have a good week. We'll see you next week.